This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We are usually joined by Nate Taylor right now, but he has tested positive for COVID. So obviously he will not be up here since he has tested positive. So we just told him, you know what, my friend, take the week rest. We're not going to call you on the phone. You'll be back next week to break down. I mean, which should be an epic matchup between the Chiefs and the Patriots. I mean, the Patriots, they won yesterday. So no Nate Taylor today. I'm disappointed that we're not going to get a chance to talk to Nate, but such is life. Coming up in 30 minutes, you know who decided to step in for Nate Taylor. Jay Binkley. Jay Binkley will be in studio coming up in 30 minutes. We'll get his thoughts on Sunday's action against the Buffalo Bills. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I just would like to read this. Text line 913-586-7610. Someone says, I don't think they've been using Clyde Edwards to layer correctly. Why don't they throw it to him more? This is my question. We say some variation of that for like three or four guys on their offense. We say this about Sky Moore or Kadarius Tony. Hey, why are they not using them correctly? Or why are they not doing this? I mean, they're using Isaiah Pacheco correctly. They're using Travis Kelsey correctly. They're using Rasheed Rice. So that, that's one part of it. And number two, it's not like whenever these guys eventually get away from Kansas City, it's not like they go on to have great success. Like, I remember there was a big thing about Byron Pringle, and this is not a knock on Byron Pringle, but a lot of you thought, hey, you know what? There's, there's more to Byron Pringle. Well, he left Kansas City. He left the nest, and there wasn't more to Byron Pringle. We've seen Kadarius Toney with multiple offensive coordinators and multiple teams. I think this is it. Sky Moore, if you would have asked Sky Moore, hey, pick the team in the NFL that you would love to have draft you, I'm assuming Kansas City was probably in the top three. He got drafted to that spot. We've seen what he's done with the opportunities. I don't know if this is a we're not using Clyde Edwards-Hilaire or Kadarius Tony or Sky Moore correctly. I, I don't know how much is there with those guys. I really don't. I don't want to give you guys a stat. This is Josh Allen over his last 25 regular season games. He has 32 interceptions. Seven lost fumbles. You can't win this way. Rob, you can't win this way. Your quarterback is a turnover machine. An absolute turnover machine. You can't win this way. Now, this is the thing. You know that I've been really big on turnover differential. You guys have been listening, and I've been telling you that I still think that Kansas City can turn this thing around, but the thing that they have to do is they have to get better 
at either taking the football away from teams or protecting the ball themselves. For all the talk that we have done this season about the Buffalo Bills and how bad they've been with turnovers, and all of us have gotten our jokes off when it comes to Josh Allen, and I'm here with you with the jokes. The numbers tell you he ain't been good. The Chiefs and Bills have the same number of turnovers this year. The exact same number. 20. Now, some of that's Patrick Mahomes. Some of that is fumbles from other players. Some of that is mistakes, miscommunications, whatever it is. But for all the conversations that we have had nationally about the Buffalo Bills and all the turnovers and all the mistakes that they have made, the Chiefs and the Bills in their 12 games have both turned the ball over 20 times. This is going to be the most obvious point that I make today. Whoever wins the turnover differential and turnover battle is going to win this game. I'm going to do a lot of talking over the next two hours of the show. None of it matters if the Chiefs lose the turnover differential. I can tell you how they can win this game. We've seen Buffalo this season. Buffalo is, when they lose, they usually make a couple of critical mistakes that aid in their own demise. Who does that sound like? The Chiefs. They should have beat the Denver Broncos a couple of weeks ago. They had a chance to win that game. Josh Allen throws an interception in the red zone. Denver misses a game-winning field goal. They had 12 men on the field. Denver gets another chance to kick the field goal. They then win the game against the New York Jets early on in the season. Josh Allen was in the giving mood in the middle of September. He had four turnovers in the game. You lose that game 16-13. to Whichever team protects the football, whichever team avoids the critical mistake, and just simply waits for the other team to do it because this season, the other team is going to make a mistake. That's what we know. Kansas City is going to make some mistake. They're going to have a drop. They're going to have a penalty at the wrong time. Mahomes is going to throw an interception because of a miscommunication. The Chiefs are going to turn the football over. We know that Buffalo is going to do the same. Kansas City has been far worse at taking the ball away than Buffalo has been. Buffalo has forced 21 turnovers this year, while Kansas City has only forced 14. That's why Buffalo has a positive turnover differential, despite just being in the dropsies mood all the time, and Kansas City is minus six. I will continue to bang the drum. The Chiefs are not that far off. The margin of error is that razor thin in the National Football League. The difference for the Chiefs is turnovers. It has been turnovers and penalties in the red zone. I think that's the biggest reason why they lost last week. With the same wide receiver group, with the injury to Isaiah Pacheco, him getting suspended, all the injuries on defense, they took two touchdowns off the board in the red zone by a penalty, and at the end of the game, when they had an opportunity to take the lead, they threw an interception. If you can clear up those two things, you beat Buffalo on Sunday. So the other thing about that stat with the same turnover Chiefs and Bills is this. And I've said this before on the show, so this might be a little bit broken record-ish, but that's fine. You keep saying, if the Chiefs can just fix the turnovers, they're back. They're in the games again. They'll probably go back to the Chiefs of old. The, The margins are that razor thin. It's as simple as just stop turning the football over. Just stop it. Boop, bop on the nose, no more. But then you talk about the Bills turnovers, which are the exact same, and you keep saying, well, that's their fatal flaw. That's going to keep them out of the playoffs. That's probably the reason they're not a Super Bowl contender in 2023. That, that is, is, is who they are. I mean, they're a turnover team. 
either you believe the Bills can also just turn it around turnover-wise. And then you think the Chiefs and the Bills in the same category. One change, boom, explode like a rocket ship. Or you have to think both teams are just turnover monsters who can't get it corrected, and that is their fatal flaw. Because right now, it sounds, or it's hitting my ear, a little hypocritical that the Chiefs just correct the flaw, and they're on their path to taking off. The Bills, that's their fatal flaw. It'll hold them back. It's the same flaw, statistically, the exact same. Why is one being held to a different standard? I agree with you. Both teams this year have had turnover issues. I trust Patrick Mahomes to fix his issues more than I trust Josh Allen to fix their issues. I would say that that's number one. Like that part I think is undeniable. I also think a major difference is Kansas City's schedule is substantially easier than Buffalo's schedule down the stretch. Like if you were Buffalo, I would say that you were facing an uphill battle. No one questions whether or not Kansas City is going to win their division. They're clearly going to win their division. They have two-game lead on the Denver Broncos. The Chargers are under 500. The Raiders are under 500. So Kansas City has a built-in protection that they have a fail-safe. Even if they don't win their division, we at a minimum think they're going to grab one of those wild-card spots. That's not the situation that Buffalo is in. Buffalo is three games back of Miami in their, they're three games back of the division and they're currently the 11th best team in the AFC. They better get going and they got to get going immediately if they're going to be able to do it. But I would say on the core, Rob, I agree with you. I think that the talent is there for Buffalo, both offensively and defensively. They're six and six and they have a plus 100 point differential Buffalo on paper is still one of the better teams in the National Football League. And they're one of the teams, especially with the way that the AFC is breaking, with all the backup quarterbacks, all the injuries, this conference isn't nearly as strong top to bottom as we anticipated it being. If you're Buffalo, you got to be thinking, we just got to get to the tournament and nobody will want to play us. Let me ask you, let's say the Chiefs get the one seed in this scenario. Let's say Buffalo hangs on and they get the seven seed. And Kansas City is going to Baltimore in week uh, in week one of the NFL playoffs, the wild card round. You tell me Buffalo can't win that game? Let's say they got to go to Jacksonville, and Jacksonville grabs the two spot. I will pick Buffalo in that game on the road against Jacksonville. If Jacksonville's a two seed, and Buffalo is the seven seed. Anything can happen. Buffalo is one of those teams. They're the only possible wild card team that I think could make a run. I don't think Cleveland can make a run. I don't think Indy can make a run. Houston isn't going to be a team that does it, not with the first-year quarterback. Pittsburgh certainly isn't. Denver isn't. I mean, Cincinnati's not with Burrow out for the rest of the year and Buffalo. Those are the wild-card potential teams. Buffalo is the only one of those teams that I think has the opportunity to get hot and possibly make a run to the AFC Championship game or better. I would agree, and I would say – to your point about the margin being raised then, if the Bills can get in the tournament, there's a chance they can correct their fatal flaw. And, oh, boy, watch out. Because of all the teams entering the tournament, they have, what, the second-best quarterback? Maybe 2A to Lamar Jackson. They have one of those type of guys. They have a difference maker at quarterback. So, absolutely, they're in the tournament. They're a problem. They could be a threat to the Chiefs. They could be a threat to the Ravens. I think I would pick them over the Jags as well. I think I might pick them over a lot of, te- I would pick them maybe over the Dolphins. I've seen them thump the Dolphins this year. I know there's a second game still coming in that rivalry, but 
I understand what you're saying 100%. I, I am a believer the Bills are a team that can get hot because I believe they can, if they can fix their fatal flaw the same way the Chiefs can, they are just as big a threat to the Super Bowl as anyone in the AFC. Coming up on the other side, we'll be joined in studio by our guy Jay Binkley. We'll go through Sunday's matchup as the Kansas City Chiefs host the Buffalo Bills. Bink coming up next in studio. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Catch Nate Taylor in studio every Friday starting at 4 o'clock. And if you miss any of the conversation, listen on demand with the Odyssey app and 610sports.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. the master of the mock and football expert. I looked at last year's top 20 sackers in the NFL, and there's 28 of them because eight of them, you know, it tied. And 18 of them were first-round picks. And 12 of them were picks 1 through 15. So history would say, if you're going to trade up, and I've seen, you know, the trade-ups for Chris Olave and Jamison Williams, but history would dictate if you're going to trade up, you trade up to get Edge Rusher. He's a man who enjoys an ice-cold beer. Give me one of those famous giant beers I heard so much about. And a travel aficionado. There are things to do right here. You don't need to go to the Caribbean. Or you don't need to go to Europe. You don't need to do things. Just go to where we go. Jay Binkley of Bink at Night joins the drive. It always makes me that's what I'm talking about. Pat Binkley laughs at what he said about Wamigo because he knows how ridiculous it is. It sounds ridiculous, but it's so, so true. Why would so you want to go to Paris? Why would Why? you want to go to the Caribbean? It's easier. Go to Toto's Tacos. It's easier, man. Just load your car. <laughs> go in and get the mess with TSA uh, pre-checks, and you don't have to get your passport ready. You don't got to do any of that. No, no I just I-70. Just hop on. Just, just, I-70, man. Just get in your vehicle. Stop in Manhattan. Get in your vehicle. Go to some varsity go. donuts while you're there. 
Look at the text line. Wamigo Fourth of July is awesome. Everything about Wamigo is awesome. I wanted to pass this information to you from our guy Matt Verderam, friend of the show. I am told that the Chiefs' plan is to activate linebacker Nick Bolton before tomorrow's deadline, making him active against the Bills. This will be the first time that Bolton has played since his injury against the Chargers back in Week 7. So some good news today for Kansas City that Nick Bolton is going to be back for the Kansas City Chiefs. Certainly great timing with the fact that Drew Tranquil is not going to play because he's out for Sunday's game. Yeah, and Drew Tranquil's uh, filled in uh, quite nicely for the Chiefs. I, like I said, I think he's top three off-season addition in the NFL. I mean, what he's meant to this team. He's meant everything to this team, this resurgent uh, defense, points per game. I will say this, though. Getting Nick Bolton helps in one area that this team needs help in really bad, and that's against the run. Drew Tranquil's obviously better. He leads the team in tackles, but he's better against the pass. Nick Bolton is needed for this run defense because this run defense was I mean, as good as it's been this year. It was eighth last year against the run. It's 19th this year. I mean, that is a slide uh, as far as the Chiefs run defense, that's the one area they're extremely weak is stopping the run. This is a big addition. No, it absolutely is. So let's talk about the injuries here. So Isaiah Pacheco isn't going to play in this game. They have three consistent, dependable offensive players. You have Rasheed Rice, Travis Kelsey, and Isaiah Pacheco. Pacheco isn't going to play. Who do you look at as potentially being that X factor? Who do you think is the guy that's going to step up? I just don't think you're beating Buffalo with two good offensive pieces and Patrick Mahomes running sparingly on plays. You're going to need one other player to do something, whether it's Justin Watson, whether it's Sky Moore, whether it's Noah Gray. You're going to need one other offensive piece to step up. Who do you think that is? I Well, I feel that uh, Jarek McKinnon depends on his, his injury, but this is a guy that caught over 500 yards last year. And last year they waited till December. Like in case of emergency, break glass. And all nine of his touchdowns came after December 1st. But I don't know his health situation because this could be quite uh, quite weird. But also, let's not forget LaMichael Pirine that the Chiefs like activating. He's been activated three times. They can't activate him anymore. So it's got to be Eric Prince that they uh, activate from the practice squad to the active roster unless they find a slot for you because Pirine's already hit that uh, magical three number where they can elevate him from the practice squad because I assume we'd see him this week I'm thinking Sky Moore I mean it's time I mean this is the time he got better towards the end of the year last year like it's time I mean the writing's on the wall it's time it's go time for Sky Moore so I would like it to be him because he's a yards after catch guy and it kind of fits into what this offense is he might be one of the more frustrating players on this team because the game against the Raiders you felt like hey he's starting to turn the corner a little bit like I came on here and said I'm fine with that if you're going to be a guy that gets three catches for 40 yards and you can do that somewhat consistently I'm here for it I think some of the ceiling and maybe higher expectations for him all right we've kind of eliminated that but could he be a guy that could be a solid third fourth wide receiver option for Kansas City I still think that's somewhat of a possibility I mean this is a game this offense just needs anybody. I don't care who it is. Rob asked about Noah Gray. They've just never given him the usage and the targets. I mean, he only has one game in his career in which they've thrown it to him more than three times. I'd be surprised if he had 65 yards receiving on Sunday. But out of that other character of guys, you just would have to guess. If you just spin the Mahomes offensive wheel, somebody is going to have a day that we're just not expecting. Yeah, you would think so. The one guy that I would actually – take a serious look at, but I've kind of wondered what he's still got left because other teams are backing up. Zach Ertz, that basically came in the league, well, one year before me. He's 33. You want Zach Ertz? I do, but typically I don't want these type of guys. Like, everybody always a free agent available, but I am him. He's got over 700 receptions. 
This guy's 33 years old, but not only that, he fits into what the Chiefs do. They're not looking for you to go downfield. He went hit a couple years ago, he had 116 catches. The next year he had 88. He catches the football. And I'm not saying he's not going to spread this defense, but he is going to catch the underneath stuff, and he is going to be a dependable because this is what this offense is right now. And I, I feel Chiefs love 12 personnel. They love 13 personnel. They like multiple tight ends. I know Noah Gray's here, but you can take Noah Gray, Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, and do 13 personnel with it. I mean, are we at the point, Bing? But I would do it. I would not. do it. It'd be cheap, too. Are we at the point in which the remedy for the offense is a 33-year-old tight end number three? Hey, That's I, who he is on this team. He'd be tight end number three. I'd rather have Noah Gray than have Zach Ertz But he catches point. it. And he had 27 re- catches this year. I think you and I both know that there is a reason why you are available on the early, on the 8th of December. There's a reason why you are I know, because he wants to play for the contender. I actually talked to Pete because Pete uh, – he comes on the so post. So why'd he sign with Arizona? Because he put he comes on the post game every week. Because we're usually against this. We have guys out there, go grab him. But with him, there's no strings attached. You're not giving up a draft pick. He's coming over uh, relatively easy. He's got 709 catches in this league for over 7,400 yards, 46 touchdowns. But he catches the football, which has been a big problem for this team. I mean, they're just ha- Zach Ertz got released on November 30th. I get it. Nobody has taken a chance. Nobody. Well, he's been picky Philly with the team. Taken a, I mean, well, there ain't that I'm many shocked teams. he's not with Philly. Shocked he, I, I'm with you. I think Philly makes the most sense. Was it a good break when he left? I don't know. Like, is he, he hold some angst against Philadelphia? I don't know. Because we don't know the inner workings, how that worked when he left there. Because sometimes you don't go back. A lot of people are saying that this is a I don't, contract game, legacy game for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He did play well in 2020 against Buffalo. I would like to caution just a bit. I don't think this is hating on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Their offense was drastically different in 2020 <laughs> than it is now. You had Tyree Kill, McCole Hardman, Demarcus Robinson. Kelsey was with well, This was three years ago in Kelsey's career. The Chiefs offense was much more explosive. That Buffalo game, that might be the weirdest offensive game that the Chiefs have had in Patrick Mahomes' career. They ran it more times than they threw it that day. Mahomes had 26 pass attempts, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire had 26 rush attempts. That game was also on a Wednesday in front of no people. Like, that is the most obscure offensive day that the Chiefs have had. So I'm not saying that Clyde can't play well because he's played well in the past against Buffalo. So I'm not discrediting it. I'm also not, hey, look at what he did against Buffalo three years ago. He can do that again. I think that's also faulty logic, too. Yeah, I know the text lines are excited because Clyde had that game. But who cares? Different personnel. Different personnel. And I'll say this about Buffalo. Buffalo, I know they go through Ken Dorsey's offensive coordinator. This is a hungry football team. Still got Dallas in the way if you're looking at them running the, running the table. But the one thing about them is, talk about Baltimore, you know, kind of being a top six team as far as offense and defense points per game. This Buffalo Bills team is top five on offense and defense. It's a top five scoring team. It's a top five defensive uh, points against. The Chiefs are third, but they're right there behind them at fifth. They have more sacks than the Chiefs this year. This defense is actually... You know, played well, and this offense has been really good. Total offense are fourth in the NFL. I don't know why the record is what it is. I think it does come down to coaching, but this is not a bad Buffalo Bills team. A desperate one, yes, but not bad. That's what makes this game so interesting to me is both teams need this game for similar yet like slightly different reasons. If you're Kansas City, you cannot afford to lose this game and still be the one seed. 
you're not going to come back two games with four to go against both Miami and Baltimore. It's not realistic to think that you were doing that with the amount of time that you have. So the one seed is definitely at stake if they lose this game. If you take it with a great deal of pride that you host the AFC championship game, you are not hosting the AFC championship game if you lose this week to the Buffalo Bills. If you are Buffalo, you are 6-6 six and six right now. You are in 11th place. You're behind a lot of teams. You got Dallas coming up. You got on the road against the Miami Dolphins. You got to figure out a way to win this week if you are Buffalo. You got to figure out a way to go 4-1 and one down the stretch. If you go 4-1 and one in these next five games, you make the postseason. If you don't, you go 3-2 and two or possibly worse. It's going to be 1-2-3 Cancun in week 18. <laughs> well, the scary thing is this. When you sit there and look at the records and you think the Chiefs are 8-4, and four, and you think, okay, well, then you think the seventh seed in the AFC is actually seven and five. One one game separates the Chiefs sitting there at eight and four and seven and five. I they're going to get in the playoffs because they're going to win the AFC West. That's why it was so important, really, for Houston to beat Denver last weekend. Because had Denver won, they'd have been just one game behind the Chiefs, just one. And I know the Chiefs' schedule is weak, and you look at it in 29th in the NFL. But the Chiefs, I mean, I don't care who they're playing. It's not exactly a dominant performance. Whoever, yeah, against the Bears, dominant performance. But they play close games uh, against a lot of teams. But that's pretty scary when you think about it. The Denver could be sitting just one behind the Chiefs. But the seventh seed in the AFC is just one game behind the Chiefs. I think what makes this team different than teams that we've seen in years past in Kansas City is, like, we've always kind of said, man, if Kansas City plays their A game, they can beat anybody. Or there's no team in the NFL that can beat them. I don't really know which game I would point to as their A game. Is it the Bears game? Probably. Is that the game? That team's going to have the number one overall pick. Like, usually Kansas City at this point had that game that they flexed their muscle. Last year against San Francisco, remember, they went on the road and they pummeled that San Francisco That was the most team. impressive game in years because Chris McCaffrey was already there. Everybody kept talking about that number one defense. Chiefs put 529 yards on the 49ers that day. That incredible game. I just don't know what game I would point to as their A game where you're thinking, all right, hey, if Kansas City can play like this, now they looked impressive in the second half against the Raiders, but they also got down double digits early in the game. Could have been 17. There's one thing you can't do against Buffalo. If you start this game down 14 to 3, you're losing. <laughs> you're losing this game. This defense has to start much faster than they have the last couple of weeks. They spotted the Raiders a couple of early touchdowns. They spotted Green Bay. They were able to dig themselves out of the hole against the Las Vegas Raiders. They obviously couldn't do it last week against the Packers. No, they haven't. And you think about these slow starts, almost there's some of their losses, to be honest with you, are about as impressive as their wins. Like, you know, that one-point loss to Detroit, even though you didn't have Chris Jones and Kelsey. The Philadelphia game, they, they – kept Philadelphia at 238 total yards. I mean, that was a, there was been impressive things in some of their losses, to be honest with you. Yeah, but it had to be the 41-10 to 10, uh, game uh, over the Bears. That was that week that the Bears just didn't have anything going for it's you. Remember? Not a, it's not the 40. Yeah, the Bears were, I mean, they were talking about firing Everflus at that game. 
Yeah, that was when that was where Justin Fields criticized the coaching yeah, staff, yeah. their uh, defensive coordinator. The it was ran. Yeah. The uh, the uh, feds did a sweep. It yeah. was a lot. It, it was, was a lot going on. It was a lot happening that week for the uh, Chicago Bears and the Chiefs. I mean, that was the first game. Taylor Swift was here. Oh, I feel yeah, like the team yeah. was feeding off the crowd. I mean, it was just ran into an absolute buzzsaw at Arrowhead. We got Jay Binkley in studio here, going through Sunday's game between the Chiefs and the Bills. Chargers thirty-one seventeen. Okay, text line. That's that was a good one. I've been really pointing to this about Kansas City and why I haven't thrown in the towel. Rob has thrown in the towel. Doesn't think this team can get to or win the Super Bowl. Spectre has thrown in the towel. Doesn't think they can get to or win the Super Bowl. I'm still holding on to it. I really think it comes down to penalties and turnovers. And if they could fix either just one of those two issues with how wide open and how vulnerable the AFC is, I still think you got a shot. I wouldn't consider them the favorite right now. And that's an odd thing to say heading into December. We haven't said that in a while. I don't think they're the best team in the AFC. I don't think they're the favorite in the AFC. But if this team can just correct a couple of those things, if they can hold on, they get that bye week, they get everybody healthy heading into the playoffs, they have obviously as good of a chance as anybody. Yeah, and the the penalties, the Chiefs are, what, 16th in the NFL in penalties right now, but it's the key who they want, like Snead and Juwan Taylor. And I do think Taylor's, are, are worse off than Snead. The turnover is a problem. Buffalo's got the same thing. They're both tied with 20 giveaways, both the Chiefs and the Bills. It's been, we look at the Bills and say this is a major problem, Buffalo. Well, the Chiefs, I mean, if we're saying Buffalo's got a major problem, Chiefs have just as bad a, big, bad a problem as the Buffalo Bills as far as giveaways are concerned. But, yeah, I think they can turn those things around. And still, they are the king of the hill. And really in the AFC, you know, Baltimore's had some losses that they shouldn't have lost. No question about it. They haven't been as dominant in every category in the NFL. Miami certainly has trouble. Man, they can't beat good teams. So that's a real Which problem. Which seems like a them. very serious problem. It's a very serious problem. That's what I'm saying is right now. But they, they, these schedules are terrible with these teams in front of the Chiefs. They're hard. There's only two teams in the AFC I like. It's Kansas City and Baltimore. I don't like Miami for the reasons that you've said. They've just beat up on bad teams. I don't like Jacksonville. Jacksonville just seems... Very ant to me. Like, that doesn't seem like a team to me that's a Super Bowl team. When you lose Christian Kirk like this, and I know Trevor Lawrence has been practicing all that, but how effective can you really be with the high angle spring? And then I'm looking at all the possible teams that can grab one of those wild card spots. I mean, right now, if the playoffs started, Cleveland, Indianapolis, and Houston. So you've got a rookie quarterback with Houston, two backup quarterbacks. You then look at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is awful. Like, I, I thought that the entire season, Pittsburgh is awful. I'm not really sure how good Denver is. Ninth hardest schedule, by the yeah, way, for Pittsburgh. Denver's uh, turnover differential, they were plus 13 in those five games. They didn't win it last week. They lost. Cincinnati has their backup quarterback. Like, I just don't know how many of these AFC teams are actually good. That's why it feels like if Kansas City could just get things right, if they could just get back on the right path, then they have as good of a chance of any of these teams. It's, that's, you know, that's huge that the Chiefs got that Patriots game moved from Monday night to Sunday afternoon. I mean, that, that's such a lift for the Chiefs. Yes, it's still less rest than the Raiders because they play on Thursday night football that year, that, that week. But still, playing, you know, Monday night, you're home at 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the morning. It's a couple more wasted days. I mean, Raiders are going to be sitting there pretty fresh because they play on Thursday night football. So that is huge for the Chiefs. But you think about Baltimore. This is a this is a terrible schedule. You get the Rams, which, you know, the Rams are the Rams. But then you're at Jacksonville, at San Francisco, so you're going across the country. Then playing Miami, and then a, a rivalry game and against a uh, Pittsburgh team that I don't think is any good at all, but is a rivalry game, and they did beat the Ravens earlier this year. But that that's tough, man. And if you're thinking, okay, 
because I could see them tying the Chiefs' record and the Chiefs getting the seed over them because of the AFC Conference record. Because luckily, the Chiefs have three losses in the NFC. I want to get back to the AFC coming up in a bit, but I haven't seen you since the playoff committee made their decision regarding Florida State. I think the committee made the right decision. I don't know how you can watch football last weekend and see Washington play Oregon, watch the SEC championship game, watch how dominant Texas was, see how good Michigan has been. I don't know how you can watch those games and then come away with the conclusion that Florida State is one of the four best teams in the country. I feel like, I don't know if pandering is the right word, but I feel like it's a lot of people feeling bad for Florida State when the committee did all of us a favor. We have a playoff right now in which all four teams can win for very different reasons. I wanted them to include one team that had no chance of winning this playoff, one team that was going to be double-digit underdogs to any of the other teams that qualified for the playoff. I just, the committee did all of us a favor on January 1. They gave us the two best games and the four best teams. They did exactly what I wanted them to do. Yeah, I I don't care about a feel-good story at Florida State. Yeah, they went through the, the conference season, but they are a different team without Jordan Travis. They did the right thing. Last year, remember they kept Alabama out? And they threw Ohio State in, even though they didn't go to their conference title game. Last year's players were watered down. TCU makes it. They didn't even beat Kansas State in the Big 12 title game. Ooh, they won a semifinal game. But they were pounded by 58 points in the finals. Nobody wants to see these games. The, the college football playoffs, go look at the uh, – going into last year, it was a 21-point margin of victory in the college football playoffs, in the semifinals. I mean, teams are beating teams by three touchdowns on average. But there's gaps of 29 points, 35, and 37, and 38. Last year was 58 in the finals, just littered here. So, yeah, they put this committee to get you the four best teams. They're not doing it. And this year I'm hoping they got it right uh, with the teams that they put in there because I think it does matter um, who you got out there. Now, you just want competitive football games. You want good football teams. I will tell you this. The Chiefs are not the same team without Mahomes. And if a committee ever looked at the Chiefs and the NFL was done this way or Joe Burrow last year, that team's a different team without Joe Burrow. So I think they did the right – I 100% think they did the right thing. Who do you think is the favorite going into the tournament? Like, if, like let's say they, like, they ask you to seed it. Do you think Michigan's the best team? I'd say Michigan. I'd say Michigan. Washington's hard to argue with because you beat Oregon twice the way they did. I mean, that's <laughs> – They've just played so many close games. They, they played close games down the stretch, but those trio of wide receivers, I think, are just the best in the country. And I know – that are in the playoffs at this point with Jalen McMillan, Jalen Polk, and uh, Romo Dunze. That is ridiculous. And then you put Penix with them. I think that combination's tough. But I would Texas, the way they're playing right now, there's nobody playing better than Texas. I mean, they put that 50 points on a Texas Tech team that got themselves bowl eligible. Oh, by the way, the same Texas Tech team that was only beaten by eight points by Oregon, Texas put 50 on them. I think Texas is going to win the whole thing. So I'd put Texas as my second seed, actually. Uh, Washington three, Bama four. Yeah, I think tech, I, I I'd rank it Texas, Michigan, Alabama, Washington. Michigan's defense it. is too good, man. It's the number one defense in the country. I mean, it, it, I'm not just saying that; it literally is. So, and then you have a, a guy that's really kind of. I feel like part of you was sad that Georgia didn't make it. But but well, yeah, Georgia would have given anybody a run. But you look at this right now in Michigan with uh, JJ McCarthy's not played great. But here's the deal. You know, Harbaugh's been missed, what, six games? That makes a difference, I think, for J.J. McCarthy. But Harbaugh's back, and everything should be good. But, yes, um, Texas, the way they're playing, has been unbelievable.
Coming up on the other side, I want to go through some of the key games in the AFC and get your thoughts. I don't think that this is a great week in the NFL. I do think it is a very compelling week in the NFL with the teams and matchups that we have, especially in the AFC. We'll go through them. We'll also continue to talk about the Chiefs and Bills and their matchup on Sunday at Arrowhead. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. The Drive with Carrington Harrison and friend of the show, Andy Reid. I can't believe you were waiting that long for that question. Brought to you by the Deep Esquale Moore Law Firm. Remember, Mike's got this. Weekdays 2 to 6 on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, Chiefs fans. It's Patrick Mahomes. Catch me every Monday with CDOT during the season on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. All right, let's go through some of these critical AFC matchups and get your opinion. Let's start at noon. We have the Colts and the Bengals. The Colts currently are seven and five. The Bengals are six and six. The Colts are in the playoffs. The Bengals are right outside of it. This is a really important tiebreaker for both teams. Who do you like in Colts and Bengals? We got Binkley in studio. I actually like the Bengals in this. I felt they got a little bit of confidence going last uh, last week with the Jacksonville. It was a tough game to go, and I know uh, Trevor Lawrence gets hurt in the game, but the fact that they win on the road there at 6-6, six and six, just barely behind what the Colts are. And Browning got his confidence, man. I mean, not expecting much out of him, but, you know, sometimes these guys get on a run for three or four games or whatever. And maybe Browning could be that guy uh, for the Bengals, but I'm going to go Bengals. I like the Bengals, too. I was encouraged by what I saw from Jake Browning. It just goes to show you, man, when you give your quarterback the support that they've given him, Mixon is playing really well these last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Jamar Chase was a dog. T. Higgins is Jamar playing Chase well. Is Tyler Boyd. Like, if you're going to give a young quarterback those kind of pieces, and the offense is probably similar with Joe Burrow to Jake Browning, you got a chance to have a lot of success. I like the Bengals to take care of business at home against the Indianapolis Colts. Keeping it in the AFC, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who were 8-4. and four, They lost the Monday night game to those Bengals. They go on the road to take on the Cleveland Browns at 7-5, and five, another game that's very important. Jacksonville, they're leading their division. They would be the four seed right now. The top wild card team in the AFC would be those Cleveland Browns. Who do you like in Jacksonville and Cleveland? Hey, well, I don't like the quarterback playing this. I don't expect Trevor Lawrence to play a lot in this game. I don't. Even if he does, he's got a high ankle sprain. It's the worst ankle sprain you can have. You know, does he, you know, how does he get ready for this game? But no, I'm taking Cleveland. Jacksonville just has some games where they look really good. They look really bad. They're Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. This team was this terrible at the beginning of the year, starting off two and three. They look good when they go and beat uh, Buffalo in London. But then that San Francisco game, I mean, that was a showcase game. This was a, San Francisco was reeling. They had lost three in a row. This was their chance to show them, hey, we're Jacksonville, Duval County. But no, the 49ers win 34-3. Jacksonville is just too disappointing. And if Trevor Lawrence is not 100%, I'm going Cleveland. 
I mean, Cleveland, the last two weeks, they scored, I know. They scored 12 points against the Broncos. They scored 19 points against the Rams. Now they're playing Jacksonville. I think people are overreacting here. I'm not saying that Trevor Lawrence is important. He you obviously think C.J. Beathard's going to lead in anything? C.J. Beathard was fine with San Francisco. I think he'll be fine in this. I Ugh. still think that Jacksonville has the quarterback advantage in this one. I think people are overreacting. Give me Jacksonville. Mm. Continuing down the AFC path, we got our guy Jay Binkley in studio. We got the Texans on the road against the Jets. This seems like a dangerous spot to me. You know, every week in the NFL, there's that one game that we all think, oh, the Jets are terrible. The Jets are terrible. They can't win. Last night, Bailey Zappi goes out there and looks like Joe Montana. Back, back, back. Throwing touchdowns all across the field. This is the spot to me for a young team in Houston that probably thinks we should win this game. You go on the road. You don't have the right mindset. This is a dangerous spot. But does Zach Wilson even want to play? Does he even want to play? Or is he hoping to catch the eye of another 60-year-old? You know what I'm saying? Like, well, what's his real intentions in this game? Houston lets me down a lot. Like, Houston lets me down a lot. It cost me money. It cost me friends. Now I'm dating kind of see friends. But when they lost to Carolina, it's like, what the hell are you doing? They did stand up and win a good, a very important game against the uh, resurgent Broncos last week. I thought that was huge. But give me the Texans uh, to lay one down on the Jets. I think the Jets win. Oh, my God. I think the Jets win. Zach Wilson ain't want to play, does he? I think the Jets win. The Jets is Wilson just won't play. Nothing in the NFL makes sense. It call, it make sense. call it a hunch. Call it a hunch. It doesn't make sense. You're right. I'm playing a hunch. These Texans did lose the Panthers on the road. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it can happen. They lost on the road to the Panthers and scored 15 points. But Zach Wilson, man. Like, it's Zach Wilson. I like, I like the Jets at home but here. Zach Wilson. I'm picking them. Uh, let's keep Give going me down. C.J. Stroud. That's the best quarterback in this game by far. I think the Rams are sneaky. Yeah, they're sneaky. They're pesky. I think they're sneaky here. Going on the road to the Ravens. The Ravens are a That's team. The team, yeah. They're, they're just typically better as a dog. I think the Rams are, I don't know, call it another hunch. I think this is going to be a wild weekend in the NFL. It, it is, but I think the Ravens take care of business because they look at what's in front of them and think of that one seed. And they also think about the fact they still got to play at Jacksonville, at San Francisco, play a rival. In, oh, by the way, play the Dolphins at home and then have to finish up against a rival in Pittsburgh that they lost to earlier this year. But this is one of those games you got to take care of business because, hey, if you want the one seed, you got to win this game because it gets really, really tough uh, the rest of the year for the Ravens. Vikings and Raiders. The Vikings 6-6. Six and six. The Raiders are 5-7. and seven. Minnesota still a hold of one of those spots in the NFC. They go on the road to take on the Raiders. The Raiders aren't eliminated, but, I mean, it's, it's go time for the Raiders. You've lost enough this season. It's go time for them. They just never put anything together. I, I guess the Vikings in this game. I, I just, guess you sound thrilled about it. I think this is a terrible game. <laughs> I think both these teams suck. I think, I think it's a terrible game. I think they game. can't put a complete game together. I hate the quarterback play on both these teams, uh, but I'm going to go uh, Vikings, I guess. I mean, this, this is a lousy game, Carrington. But Minnesota is the favorite this game, so I'll take the minus three. I took the Raiders in our uh, against the spread contest. Oh, did you? I took the Raiders plus three. Yeah, I took the Raiders. I think they're going to uh, take care of business at home. What did I take? It, it kind of feels like the shoe is falling for the Minnesota Vikings. Which they had those couple of weeks, and now they're talking about, oh, well, now we might change quarterbacks. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm out. I'm out on Minnesota. It was a nice, cool two, three-week story. I think that uh, – I took the, Detroit minus three and a half. 
Everybody was taking Detroit this week. I stayed away just because of that. I tried to zig when everybody else was zagging. I took the Raiders. Why didn't anyone know what uh, was doing? Because they can't see the board. Broncos on the road against the Chargers. A great, a classic AFC West matchup. The Broncos right there knocking on the door yeah. with the postseason. So are the Chargers. I mean, this is the this is the mediocrity bowl between the Broncos and the Chargers. I like the Broncos to go on the road and win. You know what I do too? And this is an AFC West toilet bowl. Yeah, if I've ever seen one, but the fact that Chargers, <laughs> well, the, Bronco, off, the Broncos don't deserve that. Not they, with how they played the last. Coming off weeks. a six to nothing win with the Patriots, man, six to nothing, Carrington. This is now. You know what? Six to nothing. Given how the NFL is, this is where the Chargers went forty-one to ten. But six to nothing. <laughs> give me, give me the Broncos. <laughs> I mean, last week the Patriots couldn't score. This week, Bailey Zappi's, I'm telling you. Well, you don't count out Bailey Zappi. You don't count out Bailey Zappi. Eagles, Cowboys, Sunday Night Football, who you got? I got Dallas. Me too. I got Dallas. Have you seen what Dallas has been doing? Um, Well, well, Dak Prescott, I'm telling you. They've been beating up on bums. Well, last week, I mean, it was very... They've been beating Precarious. up on the dregs of the league. But at home, this team's been very good. For for instance, beat the Jets 30 to 10, beat the Patriots 38 to 3, beat the Rams 43-20, uh, beat the Giants 49-17, beat the Commanders 45-10. You, you I mean, blowout, 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 blowout. You blow haven't said one good team. You know who the you know who the really? Cowboys are? They're the they're, but they're the, at home. They the, play well at home. They're the Prescott. NFC Dolphins. That's who they are. They're well, the, the Eagles NFC aren't Dolphins. exactly impressing me a ton I, That's either. why I'm picking the Cowboys. Me somebody too. has to win. I'm picking the Cowboys. Dex, Dex on one, man. If they lose this, the NFC playoff picture is going to get very interesting. He's got that little pregame workout, you know. Come on, Dex. Bank, give us one. CeeDee Lamb keeps dropping the football, too, but go ahead. Bank, give us one Christmas beer that you like. Oh, just one? Just one. I got to go. Well, I, you guys already know my feelings about Mother's Winter Grind. How about two? It's my own thing. Uh, Sam Adams Winter Lager, and they didn't make enough of it because a lot of stores are running out of it. But they that would be enough. my number two. And Nutcracker Ale would be my How three. How are they not prepared for the Winter Lager? I don't lager? know. You can't find it anywhere. It's like tough. I even asked a couple people. It's like, where's the Sam Adams Winter Lager? I'm trying to find it. I found my, I'm not going to tell you where I got it, but they do have some because other right. stores are out of it. You're gatekeeping the brew? I've you got, can't gatekeep the brew. Carrington, I've got three cases of craft beer ready to go before December 25th. Three. Three of uh, winter grind. When do you plan on lager. drinking them? Huh? When do you plan on drinking them? Tonight. Not all of them, but. How I was going to say, a, that's a night. That's a, How that's many a come a in a case? Huh? How many beers come They're, in one just case? Just six pack. Enough six packs oh, to make okay, three cases. Right. To make three. But it's still three cases. Okay, I just didn't so know. So it is what it is. But I have it's all winter lager. It's all uh, mother's winter grind. It's all nutcracker. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Christmas like, Vacation. Okay. It's not even close. Mm. It's not even close. It's not my kind of Christmas movie. Why? I just don't. I don't like those everything can go wrong comedies. The only one I like like that is Meet the Parents. You like that BB gun, uh, Red Rider uh, Christmas story? That was my favorite when I was a kid, but I, uh, I've i grown. Uh, Ralphie? No, well, that's not the one I watch now. I would say my three favorite right now is This Christmas. Uh, Home Alone and Four Christmases with Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon. Just a timeless classic. Timeless classic. Did you know that uh, that Christmas Story House is an Airbnb right now? I did not know that. They still got it in Cleveland. It's also like a museum or For something. Gile. But you, you can rent that thing out, and I think the leg lamp is still there. Like, you can rent the Christmas Story House out. What's your favorite fictional house from a television show or movie? Uh, well, yeah, the Shining Hotel is real. It so is, yeah. It's the real. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
I would love to stay with uh, Uncle Phil and Aunt Viv in the in the house from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Would you? Yeah, it just seems like that a great Brady place. Bunch house looked fun. <laughs> I mean, it's just so pristine, like everything. Nothing's messed up. It's like every time I've been Alice to Chicago, had that thing spouse. Every time I've been to Chicago, I've told Danny to take me to the Home Alone house. I've never seen the Home Alone house, and I've asked him to take me to the house from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Never seen either one in person. He did take me <laughs> to the Family Matters house, which was not exciting in person. It was it was very disappointing to see the Family Matters house in person. Jay Binkley in studio talking a little Dot. football with us. Bink, man, always good talking. To always you. fun. Coming Rob up Dot. on the other side, we'll get you ready for Sunday's game against the Bills. Keep it right here. It's the drive. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 